This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hello, everybody. And uh, we're so glad that you're turning into us. And we've got a great topic today. It's relevant. Yeah, it's not depressing, but it is about depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. It's a great topic. And uh, Unfortunately, we, pr- we know yeah. a lot about it, but fortunately, we, we can help you. That's right. And show, show you how Christ pulled us from, right. from that. So. So the topic, again, is called depression. And if you suffer from, from this today, you're going to find hope by listening to us today. We, we were gonna, we're going to discuss our firsthand experiences with depression. And they're going to give you ways to fight it and to keep going. That's and right. I was telling Scott that I, I opened up my Bible to Psalms 40, and I dated it Sunday, October the 22nd, 2000. And I was battling some depression back then. And I found these two verses that became... Uh, my life verse, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them in. I'm gonna read them to you, just two of them. And again, they're in the Old Testament Psalms, forty verses. What do we say? One, two, One three. through three. I'm waiting patiently for God to help me, and He is listening and hearing my cry. He's lifting me out of the pit of despair, out from the bog and the mire, and He's setting my feet on a hard. Firm path and steadying me as I walk along. He's given me a new song to sing of praises to him, and now many will hear of the glorious things he's doing for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Okay, now you may have heard that and thought, I can't do that because I don't feel that way. It's not about what you feel. This is about faith. This is about believing that even though you can't feel it and even though you can't see it, you're saying what God is, is doing. You're going to call those things that be not as though they are. And, and and reading these scriptures as if it is active right now, which it is in you. It gets in your spirit and, and it takes root in your heart and you start believing. I prayed that and, and I know God's doing it and, and, and he's going to do this. And it's not instant most of the time because you didn't usually get depressed overnight. You know, and, and Jesus always spoke in the spiritual and the practical. And the, the practical part of this is, you're de- if you're depressed, you're depressed, okay? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to stay that way. And then uh, practically speaking, we're giving you ways to help pull yourself out of that through the Word, through confiding in other people, through mm-hmm. prayer, through believing in God. And then from the spiritual standpoint, you release your faith and believe what you're doing is activating God to work in your life. And even though you can't see it, He's at work. And he's working, he's working on your behalf and delivering you from this a little by little, okay? And yeah. you will come out of this, but you have to believe. You supply the willingness, and God will supply the power. Remember when I was so depressed and I couldn't even get out of bed, mm-hmm. okay? I couldn't even get out of bed. And people that are depressed, they want darkness more than they want light. Yeah. I had things on the windows because I didn't want the light in, okay? And so I remember when I started taking hold of this, I could just, in, in my, in, in, inside of me, I knew if I would just put one foot on the floor, 
this one foot, God would just be willing. God would supply the power for me to put the other one and get up mm-hmm. and get up. Now, I, I did confine in some people that knew that what was going on, and they, they were praying for me, and they helped me. But in humility, I had to ask for them to help. And then they saw the condition of, that I was in, you know, that I had been in. It was time. It was time for some action. Yeah. Okay? And so I just had got to put some people in my life I could trust and turn to. And, and they, they did help me through that. But, but you know, they had a life, too. Mm-hmm. And for so long of that, you know, you, you, you got to do it yourself. And so God had given me dreams and visions for my life. And, and to be honest with you, that's one of the things that pulled me out of it. And I would go back to that, mm. that deep tunnel that I was in. And I would look up, and that light I was seeing at the top, just that little glimmer was what I knew he had given me to keep me going. Mm-hmm. A lot of times God will give you dreams and visions of something something good before it all all hell breaks loose because it gives you reason to to remember and go, oh, yeah. yeah. But then when you're on the other side of it and you look at that in between, you go, but I had to go through all of this in order to get there. So I hope I hope that made sense to somebody. I know I'm speaking to several people. Oh, yeah. That it's not over for you, okay? But, but take action because depression is not something that you just have to live with. And I love my mother, but my mom battled depression her whole life. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that as a child. What is depression? Depression, for the most part, it can be chemical imbalances. Mm-hmm. And we're not psychologists and we're not psychiatrists and we're not going to go there. Yeah. But typically, it is anger and resentment that is turned inward. Yeah, and you keep it, you you keep keep it, it inside, inside and you don't get it out. And... If you're a, a gentle, kind spirit like my mom, you're not going to be <laughs> one of those kind of people that wants to confront that just wants to be what you believe to be a peacekeeper instead yeah. of a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. That's just a breeding ground for resentment. So you don't want to really cause any waves. So you just don't say anything, and it, you just go. It just takes root, and it's mm-hmm. just one more thing after another. So I had to learn to. For me, what helps me when I'm feeling depressed is I I write it out. Yeah. And I'll write out exactly what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and I don't want anybody to see it. I'm even a, I'm even ashamed for the Lord to see it. But you got to give it a place t- to go, and that yeah. means get it out of you. And that's what works for me. For yeah. somebody else, it could be you might need to grab a stick and hit a pillow. You yeah. might need to take a, a BB gun and shoot a few pictures of some folks that you're upset <laughs> with. I don't know what the case is, but the point is is to get it out. And yeah. it is amazing how that's going to help. And the Bible says, confess your faults. And we're not saying that you're at fault because you're depressed. But if, it, if it's continuing to confess and to someone else so that you can be healed. Okay? That's true. So why don't you give your, your take on it? Well, I just, you know. You one, anesthetized, though, I guess, in a different way. Well, one example, when I was growing up, you know, when my parents split up and I didn't see my dad for so many years. I went into an extreme depression growing up, and I was extremely angry, you know, inside. You know, yeah. I mean, man, I, <clears throat> I'm telling you, man, I was very angry. And I played football in and, 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 and high school, and I played uh, five years in college. And, you know, the coaches would always comment, you know, that, man, I was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, off the field, I was the nicest guy they ever met. Mm-hmm. But on the field, I was a madman. I mean, I just wanted to rip people's heads off. But that was a way for me to get my my depression out, my anger, 
And so I would take it out on other people, and they would, you know, I mean, <laughs> my teammates would go, man, settle down, dude. You know? And I, but I didn't know what was going on. I didn't realize it until years later when I came to Christ that all of this, uh, this depression and, and this anger that I had inside of me, I was using football to help me get it out. But I'll tell you what, right now, sports really helped me. You know, I didn't know Christ at the time, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was able to get some of that anger out, mm-hmm. some of that resentment out mm-hmm. um, during games and practice and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, lifting weights. And and uh, uh, and so it, it helped me in that regard. So I thank mm-hmm. God, you know, that he set me up to do that and to where I could somehow have some type of outlet because I didn't have Jesus at the time. Right. And uh, but, you know, that's that's just that's. That's what you know. Jesus does not want us to be depressed. No, and and the other thing about it too was when, for me and the example that I gave. I had a vision for my life. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this was after a divorce that I went through. Okay, and then my dad passed away like three years later. So for for me, um, that wasn't. It was. I'm sorry. Four years later. Um, for me. Um, I, I had to realize. Okay, with me laying in this bed. And seeing the, the, reminding myself of the vision and the dream that God had given me, knowing that it was going to happen, how could it happen if I was laying in that bed? Mm-hmm. So God could not give me the desires of my heart until I was delighting myself in him, as the word says. And delighting himself, myself in him was not laying in the bed yeah. and letting my responsibilities go and allowing my thoughts to be so fixated on what was wrong instead of making a gratitude list from A to Z on some things mm-hmm. that were right in my life and about me. Okay, so I'm not trying to be harsh there, but that was the side of it that, you know, and that motive is not always right, but a lot of times at least that'll get you going. But the bottom line where I finally landed was I was not pleasing to God. That was not pleasing to God. Yeah. And I made up my mind towards the end of that whole time frame, I was going to live my life for Him. Because right. you can, all those things, you know, you can, your motive can be to get, get well because you want to get this or because you want to do this. And then once you get there and you go, but I'm still depressed. <laughs> that was because you reached your goal, but the, the depression and which is all that, all that junk that you didn't deal with is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. So go to the root of it and get rid of it the first time and make up your mind from a genuine heart. I want to live my life to please the Lord. And being depressed is not what he has for me. And realize it's a spiritual battle. And the battle belongs to the Lord. That's right. And all those darts and those lies that are from the enemy, they're not from him. And when you discern the difference and the way your life looks, you choose life, not a dark room. Yeah. That's where I I was able to, to come out of it. Well, you started realizing, too, that if... Uh... Well, he couldn't trust me. Yeah, what he wanted to give yeah, me. Yeah, if we want to experience God's best, then we need to rely on Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and avoid any of those entanglements and things that would divert us from from His love and His plan for us. Right. You know, it's and, a good plan for everybody plan. listening. It is. It may not seem like it at the time, mm-hmm. but I, but I, uh, you know, don't trust me or Teresa. Trust the Lord because. He tells you in his love letter, the Bible that he wrote to us, all over that, trust me, 
Trust me. Trust God with yeah. whatever is going on, going wrong in your life. Yeah. Don't blame him for it. Just trust him through it because he says he will work all things out together for good. That's right. To those who love him, to those who, who are the called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And our purpose on this earth is to lead others to him. That's right. You know, right. for us to be a shining example of his glory, to be walking in the light so that other people who are depressed will want what we have, which is Jesus. Well, God's timing is always worth waiting for. You know what? Maybe this is your time. You know, and we, you I know? just want to say, too, we know there are people that have lost their jobs last year. Oh, yeah. We know there's people that have gone through a divorce just like we do yeah. in the middle of it. We know there's people, someone passed away in your family. We know over yeah. the holidays you found out some devastating things in your family that financial you didn't have reasons, no idea. Financial, things, you know? financial problems. I mean, health issues. We know all that. But we want to encourage you today to to go to the root, to, to tackle what it is, the anger, the resentment, the disappointment, mm-hmm. being let down, unmet expectations, write them out, tell somebody, pray about it, find you the word to put on it, and, 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 and work through it. Yeah. Deal with it today. Life is too short. God has too much for you to live for. That's right. He does. He does. And we don't want you to be depressed. No. You know, we don't want you to be going through this. And uh, I guarantee you, uh, Jesus Christ does not want you to be going through it either. Yes. But one way and uh, to start, well, the only way to start getting out of this depression is to call on his name. You know, it says also in Psalms, Psalms 3, 4, I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. He hears you from heaven. Whenever you cry to him, when you pray to him. But the first step is to give your life to him. So if you've never done that, or maybe you have, and because of depression, or maybe you got depressed for some odd reason, and you walked away and didn't rely on God, or maybe you're in church, been in church for 30 years, and you're sitting in that pew, depressed, because you have so much stuff inside of you, you need to get out, and you haven't given your life and your heart to God. Well, today's the day, and so if you would pray this prayer after me, and please know that you are saved. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Father, for getting us out of our depression, mm-hmm. our loneliness, and pointing us towards you. Jesus, I know that you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because you died on the cross, you say, if I ask you to forgive me of my sins, My sins are forgiven. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for giving me a new outlook, a new perspective, a new life in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, I'll tell you what, that was a great topic. Well, you made our day better just by listening to us, and we appreciate that. And uh, you know what? Um, We don't want you to be depressed. No. And we want you to keep on keeping on. And if you suffer from this, you know, Jesus is where you find the hope. And you know that now. We will discuss, and we had discussed firsthand experiences. Yeah, with we you, did. We sure did. You know, about depression. And I thank you for my wife for, for being so revealing for the depression that she suffered for so many years. But you know what? We got the good fight. Just like Paul said, 
He wants to be remembered. He wanted to be remembered that he finished the race. He fought the good fight. Yeah. And so. it's not to say that we don't still suffer suffer from it. Oh, but no. We have the tools now. And we're, we want, and we're giving them to you. We know where to go. That's right. We, we want you to know that too. So. so now that you know where to go, mm-hmm. we want you to fight your depression and walk in victory and keep living it up. While beginning again. 